and welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Tom Walker. Hi guys, welcome to the show and also happy birthday Tom. Thank you very much, happy birthday to you too mate. <laughs> for those who don't know, this is the first birthday for the podcast so we started pretty much a year ago to the day. So yeah, it's been a great year. It's been a great year. And um, we've actually got some birthday news as well. So for the next couple of weeks, the show is going to be sponsored by Quiff, the home of supercharged sports betting. Any bet you place using Quiff has the awesome and rather addictive chance of having its odds boosted. So all the prices we're going to read out on the show today will be using Quiff. And remember, there's always a chance that they could be even higher than what we read out. Yeah, absolutely. Me and you are already, uh, we just started our accounts and already uh, Tom's had a few quiffs and it's mildly addictive. Very fun, (laughs) very fun. Uh, And yeah, awesome, cool company. So we're delighted to uh, announce that little partnership. And as Tom said, we're going to give you some odds that they have on their app. But you never know, they could be quiffed, uh, you know, five, 10, 20 times uh, what we read out. So pretty exciting stuff. Definitely. So that being said, the order of the show today is pretty much standard. Um, we're going to go through the Premier League, the Championship, League One and League Two as usual. Uh, we'll go through the bomb-proof trebles again, agonisingly close last weekend, um, both let down by just the one team which we'll go into. And we'll also have a look at fantasy football because once again, I had another good week. Yeah, you had a great week and also... We finally got in touch with the uh, fantasy football leader <laughs> who has assured us that he's been listening every week. So uh, we'll give him a little shout out at the end and thank him for that. Again. Again. <laughs> Without any further ado, then let's go to the Premier League. And it's a great game to get us kicked off uh, this weekend. So the 12.30 kickoff is Tottenham Hotspur at home to Arsenal. It's a North London derby. Spurs 17-20. to The draw... 13 to 5 and Arsenal 23 to 10. Both teams involved in exciting games last weekend. Who do you think is going to get the better of this one, Tom? Oh wow. How how good were were uh, Arsenal by the way? Yeah, against really Everton. Good. Really really good. Everton, it's got to be said, were were terrible. But embarrassing, <laughs> completely embarrassing. It is exciting times for Arsenal, especially offensively with Mkhitaryan showing exactly what he can do. And Aubameyang, of course, getting on the score sheet on his debut. Huge, huge performance. Uh, the club, Wenger, everyone needed that to uh, kind of lift the spirits. The honeymoon period, though, new signings, home game. We know Arsenal love a home game. Now this is the real acid test, isn't it? Jeez, just a bit. In the last 10 meetings, Spurs have won two. They've drawn four and Arsenal have won four. But saying that more recently... Spurs are unbeaten at home in the fixture in the last three seasons. So it kind of shows over the years how the tides have turned between the clubs a little bit, that Spurs have got a better recent record. Yeah. Spurs, as a club, have definitely performed better than Arsenal over the last few years, considering. But in terms of the game on Saturday, I honestly don't know where which way to uh, which way to go, Tom. I don't know about yourself. No, it's tough. It's really, really tough. I've got written down, if I had to pick something, I'd go with the score draw, which is uh, 31-10, to 10, so just a shade over 3-1. to one. But this could really go 
any of three ways. It's going to be a great game for the neutral. It will. And a great way to start off the Saturday. And a great way to uh, start off the birthday podcast as well. That's right. Let's move on to the three o'clocks then in the Prem. Um, the first one that we've got is Everton at home to Crystal Palace. So you can get Everton at 11 to 10. The draw at 2 to 1. And Palace are 9 to 4 outsiders for this one. Now we're saying Everton were so, so poor against Arsenal. Do you think they'll bounce back and do it better against Palace? How on earth can you back them? You can't. I... How on earth can you look at that Everton team and back them against a Palace team uh, that you know has have performed pretty well, you know, since the turn of the year? And yeah, I think Everton are completely unbackable. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, I feel like they've been poor for quite a while now, actually, but they're still sitting in tenth yeah. in the league, which isn't isn't terrible, really, considering where they were when Big Sam first took over. But I've been seeing paper talk now of them potentially ditching him and replacing him with Marco Silva now as a free agent. Oh my! Could God. that be a possibility? That, that would be that would be the fourth manager. <laughs> fourth manager. That can't happen. That can't no no. I'm sorry if you're gonna go with Sam, then you make the commitment to be with Sam for you know 18 months at least. Mm. Um, he can set the foundations for a you know a, a more forward thinking, you know more progressive manager. But there's no point bringing him in if they're just gonna ditch him and go for Silva, who had his head turned clearly. He really yeah. wanted that job, but. Um, yeah, I don't see how that can happen. I really don't. No, well, just one win in their last nine league games for Everton, which is poor. What I've got written down for this one is both teams to score, and that's 17-20. to 20. Everton have scored in four of their last five games. Palace has scored in each of their last six. I think, again, both teams will score in this one at pretty good odds. Yeah, Palace doing it without Benteke firing as well, so yeah. uh, credit to him. Uh, shall we move on then? To Stoke against Brighton. Stoke. If we have to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we do. Um, Stoke are 21 to 20 favourites for this. The draw is 39 to 20, and Brighton are 19 to 8 outsiders. And a little fact for you this is the first time this game has been played as a Premier League fixture. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Stoke will be disappointed, won't they? having uh, been leading last weekend against Bournemouth and then ended up losing 2-1. But I do think they will get the win this weekend at home. Uh, Brighton don't travel well. They've actually not won in the league away since the 4th of November. In that time, they've only scored one goal away from home in the league. Yeah, very poor. Relying a lot on Glenn Murray, which, you know, he's a very solid... Bench player, very solid impact player. I'm wondering if we're going to see uh, Jurgen Locadia, the signing they made from uh, PSV for the club record fee. Mm. Uh, I was expecting to see him uh, pretty shortly, but I, I, you know, I've been kept waiting. I think they yeah. really need someone like him. Is Quidero on the wing? Um, he's adding an extra element to their attacking play. But ultimately, you are right, Tom. They're just not. They're still not sharp enough in front of goal and still don't have the quality going forward. And Stoke are much better under Lambert, aren't they? So uh, they I are, can see yeah. a home win for sure. Yeah, I just think any side in the Premier League who is relying on Glenn Murray 
is is destined for for bad things. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, he's 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 always been a good championship striker and a poor Very Premier good. League striker. Very good championship striker. Um, yeah, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. That's just the bracket he's in, and he's made a good career for himself. Yeah, you know, you look at the stats, and you'll see he has scored a fair few times for Brighton this season, probably more than I thought he would. But without knowing the stats off the top of my head, I do think a lot of them are penalties. He hasn't scored many from yeah. open play, I don't think. And obviously, just a general build-up as well, um, and just general play. Um, obviously, there's there's going to be much better players than, than Moriarty there. He's, he's decent in the box. He's, he's sharp in the 18-yard box. But, you know, Brighton, when, they, when they're under pressure... They need someone that can run in behind and stretch the teams to relieve the pressure a little bit and uh, win throw-ins down the pitch and things. And uh, yeah, Glenn is not the guy for that job, <laughs> but uh, you know he has his other strengths. But uh, going back to the game, I also agree with you. I think uh, Stoke will, will do enough to win that. Cool. Right, let's move on to the Liberty Stadium then. Uh, Swansea at home to Burnley. Swansea are twenty-seven to twenty. The draw. Is seven to four, and Burnley are seventeen to eight for this. Swansea fresh off an absolute hammering of Notts County, eight one. Crikey, that's going to give him some confidence. That that is that is frightening. I I find, I have wrote down here <laughs> on my uh, on my bit of paper where I do my research. Swansea to win. That was before they just tonked Notts County eight one. Even though there's obviously you know Premier League to League Two difference, that's a mauling. That is. is an absolute mauling, and they'll be on cloud nine. Carvajal, very similar to Lambert, another guy we doubted, and look what he's doing to us. Yeah, absolutely putting us in our place. Uh, his record since he's joined Swansea is phenomenal. It's won five, drawn four, lost just the one, and that includes wins at home against Arsenal and Liverpool. Yeah, and. Swansea uh, for the last couple of seasons have struggled particularly at home um, and Carvajal has just turned that on its head um, and yeah they're facing a Burnley team that you know they have got some creditable draws but they're struggling at the moment aren't they Burnley? They are yeah they really are great point last week against Man City Sterling should have put the game to bed long before the equaliser I don't know if you've seen his miss which is Yes, absolutely have, yeah. horrific. Yeah, I mean, definitely should have lost that game, but you know they haven't actually won since the twelfth of December, and they beat Stoke one 0 at home when they were under Mark Hughes and they were rolling mm. over for teams. Yeah. Their previous win um, was at home to Watford under Marco Silva when Watford were rolling over um, and having their bellies tickled. <laughs> their last real, real creditable victory for me comes back the 29th of November when they beat Bournemouth 2-1 away. Mm. Um, they've got some very good draws and they've played some decent teams, but I think Burnley are getting away with it a little bit. Me and you are big fans of Burnley and Dyche, but when you think that you know that was back the 9th of December... And that was against two very, very easy to play against teams. I think Swansea uh, will be heavy favourites for this game, and rightfully so. Yeah, I thought they'd be heavier favourites than they are, to be honest. It is a blow for them, 
that Leroy Fur and Wilfred Bonney are both ruled out until the end of the season, but it's a great opportunity for someone like Tammy Abraham to step up and stake his claim. Depends on your opinion. I think Bonnie being injured is a blessing. <laughs> I honestly do. I honestly do. He's, I, I've said it before, he's got Chinese Super League written all over him. And uh, I think his Premier League days are gone. I think Swansea were the only team that would have given him a chance this season. And uh, yeah, for me, I think they're a better side with Abraham in. And yeah, I fancy him to do the business at the Liberty against Burnley on uh, on Saturday. Yep, completely agree. Right, we'll move on to the next three o'clock then. That's at the London Stadium. It's West Ham United at home to Watford. So you can get West Ham at five to four. Uh, the draw is 17 to eight and Watford are 15 to eight. For me, I'm fencing. Draw, 17 to eight, just a shade over two to one. Um, West Ham have drawn a lot of home games recently, which is four out of the last six. And they do struggle to score goals. Uh, in the last eight games, they've only scored more than one goal, just the once. Got some big injuries at the uh, sharp end, haven't they? They have, yeah. yeah Got they some have. big injuries and, uh, and they're, uh, they're feeling it at the moment. But uh, yeah, I think I think this the best bet for this game is no bet, in my opinion. Yes, it's I, I definitely, I definitely see where you're coming from with a draw, but uh, yeah, I, I mean Watford, I just don't like betting against these <laughs> crazily out of nowhere managers that come in and <laughs> do do a great job in the first couple of games. Marco Silva did it at the start of his yeah. tenure, and even though he wasn't as unknown, Watford were fantastic to start of the season, and uh, I'm I'm just nervous that. This could be, you know, carbon copy. Mm. Are, are Watford going to go there and win three <laughs> nil? I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know about that. But I know they beat Chelsea uh, on Monday night, but I don't want to let that paper over the cracks. To be honest, Chelsea did get a man sent off really early on, so that obviously helps. I do think Watford have generally been less than impressive recently. I agree, and uh, personnel wise, I, I think they are lacking. So yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I think uh, two fully strength sides. I think West Ham win this all day, but I think uh, with their injuries, I, I don't think it's a, a wise decision to uh, lean on the, the Irons too much. Even though they're going to get Patrice Evra, even though they're going to have the oldest fullback <laughs> combination of Zabaleta and Evra, <laughs> <laughs> you're just excited to have his social media presence back. I love it. I love his social media presence. Patrice Evra loves Mondays. He loves Mondays. He loves dressing up in a panda outfit and dancing around. It's brilliant. Yeah. He's brilliant. He's great yeah. entertainment. He, he is everything I hate about modern footballers. <laughs> he falls. He falls in the in the uh, Hector Bellerin, Paul Pogba category for me. You're always giving it to Bellerin all the time, every I hate, week. I hate every him. week. Can you imagine? Lee, right? Can you imagine Lee Dixon with long hair going out for Puma fashion shoots? No, Lee Dixon <laughs> was a solid right back. Much more solid than Bellerin is. And he was a classic grizzly pro, and, and that's what I like. I don't like players who care more about their Instagram than their careers. <laughs> oh, dear. I, I don't. I'm sorry. A... Paul Pogba has his, had his own hashtag and gets his hair cut every two, three days. 
Nah, yeah. it's too much, buddy. Give me Mark Noble any day. Oh, you're a good old-fashioned bloke, aren't you, yeah, Tom? Good. Yeah, Mark Noble, Ryan Shawcross. I like them kind of guys. <laughs> <laughs> Meat and two veg. Yeah, exactly. Exactly <laughs> that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, let's move on to the 5.30 kickoff. That's Man City against Leicester. Um, City, understandably heavy favourites for this one. They're 2-11. to 11. The draw is 19-4. to 4, And Leicester are 31-4. to 4. Despite dropping points last weekend, City still hold a 13-point lead at the top with 12 games to go. Again, I think it's, you know, it's not putting my neck out there to say they'll win this one. But I do think they'll win with both teams scoring. And that's three to two. Man City have been so dominant, it's kind of gone under the radar a little bit that seven of their last nine home games have seen them win and both teams scoring. So I can definitely that, see that has gone under the radar. You yeah. you surprised me there with that statistic. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. very true. Um and I can definitely see that again. Leicester are more than capable of scoring a goal. Oh, yeah, if if anything. Leicester have a problem keeping them out. It's not putting them in. Yeah. Um, Vardy, uh, obviously Mares is probably going to be missing. Um, I wonder if he'll even make the trip. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, but Diabati, he looks a right player, doesn't he? I, I have no idea where they've plucked him from the second division yeah. in France. Yeah. Again, fantastic credit to the the Leicester scouting team because he looks like. I don't want to get too excited, but he looks like another Kante, another Mares, yeah, a no one who turns out to be a someone. Yeah, completely agree. Going back to the fact that you say Leicester struggled to keep them out in the last five home games, Man City have scored at least three goals as well. So they'll have a real job on this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's looking, it's looking tough, but that's nothing against Leicester, is it? It's, uh, same case for nearly every team that, that City have played this season. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think it's that obvious. We haven't even <laughs> confirmed uh, who we fancy. Yeah, just to confirm for me, Man City to win definitely, but the both teams to score <laughs> added on there at, at three to two. Yeah, I agree. Okay, let's go on to Sunday then. So we've got Huddersfield up first, and they're at home to Bournemouth. Huddersfield seventeen to eight. The draw two to one and Bournemouth twenty three to twenty favourites. Do you think it's right that Bournemouth, the away side, are the favourites for this one? Yeah, definitely, a hundred percent. Huddersfield now very much slipping um, into the abyss a little bit. Uh, they haven't actually won a league game since the sixteenth of December, and that very very solid. Uh, home form that they carried in the first half of the season has mm. deserted them. Uh, their last win at home was the 9th of December, a 2-0 win over Brighton. And Bournemouth come into this game with oodles of confidence. Um, we also got to factor in as well, Huddersfield have played a gruelling 120 minutes away at Birmingham um, in the FA Cup on Tuesday night, which they did win. I think 4-1 was the final score. In terms of result, though, for me, I, I don't know if I do if I fancy Bournemouth enough to back them. Um, I'd be more inclined to probably go both teams to score at five to six for this. I I disagree. I really do. I think uh, I th- me and you, even though um, obviously 
Huddersfield did so well, didn't they, at the start of the season? We're not yeah, going to yeah. take that away from them. They were, they were fantastic. They were a breath of fresh air. But now reality is really here. Um, although it's very tight, they are second from bottom. Only West Brom have got a worse worse points total than them, and I feel like it's looking inevitable that they're going to go down. Yeah, I do think they'll I've, go down. I've, I agree. I think Bournemouth will go down. I think they'll have too much room. I really do. I think Bournemouth have got some good players. The one thing I'd be interested to see, Huddersfield play a very intense brand of football. Uh, Bournemouth play a very patient passing kind. So I think Huddersfield will be able to get at anyone that dwells at the back for Bournemouth. That's mm. my only my only thinking. I see a lot of a lot of Bournemouth goals they concede are from their defenders dwelling on the ball. So uh, yeah. that's one thing I'd look out for. Yeah, I think you're right. I think moving forward as well, Eddie Howe needs to rejig his defence. They signed Nathan Ake in the summer, which is great. But still, they're playing with a lot of the same defenders that they had in the in League One, in the Championship. He's very faithful to these guys that got them where they are now. But if Bournemouth do want to go to the next level, I think they need to ship some of these guys out and replace them with proper, proper Premier League quality. Yeah, time to cut the umbilical cord, Yeah, unfortunately. These guys have done absolutely great. And we've all been there on Football Manager or FIFA or whatever. You know, you get a team promoted and you fall in love with some players, but at the end of the day, if you want to move on, you have to out with the old, in with the new. It's, yeah, you, it's just the way football works. You can't have Simon Francis right back. No, no, that's got to stop. <laughs> um, okay, so both teams to score for me, 5-6, to six, and for Tom, Bournemouth. So the Sunday 2.15 kick-off then, that's Newcastle at home to Manchester United. Newcastle are four to one. The draw is thirteen to five. Emmanuel one to two. Now United were really poor against Spurs. Mourinho made a statement slash calculated risk for the, for the um, Huddersfield game by leaving Paul Pogba on the bench, and they ended up winning in efficient if unspectacular style two 0 And I don't expect any difference this weekend against the Newcastle side who haven't actually won a home game since they beat Stoke when they were terrible under Mark Hughes on the 21st of October. Yeah, Newcastle, again, failing in the January transfer window to uh, strengthen enough. Still don't think they'll go down. We had this chat last week, didn't we? We think Rafa will keep them up, basically. No, no, you, you, uh, think Ra- you think Rafa will keep them up? You don't? No. Oh, I feel a wager coming on. I think they're going. All right, you Tenor think, says. Yeah. Tenor says they're going to stay. Tennis says they're going because you think Rafa's going to keep him up and Slomani's going to be their knight in shining armor. I disagree. No, I just think no, I just think he's a decent player. <laughs> Don't be putting words into my mouth. Right, <laughs> ten pounds says they're going to stay up. Ten pounds says they're going down. Deal. Right, done, done, done. And I'm going to and I'm going to spend. I'm going to waste that money away. I might not even spend it. I might just rip it up in your face. <laughs> Anyway, they're definitely not going to win on Saturday, on Sunday, put it that way. No, they're not. Um, <laughs> if you do fancy United to win to nil, which I could definitely see happening, that's that's three to two. Yeah, I can see that. I think uh, United don't really have a problem at the back, I don't think. Just someone's missing, and I feel like the team is, it's got all the individuals, but they don't play 
as a unit. That's yeah. my problem with United, and I think out wide they're they're still lacking a little bit. Yeah, uh, but definitely enough to beat Newcastle away. That's for sure. Definitely. Right on to the third game on Sunday, and that's uh, Liverpool playing away at their feeder club, Southampton. Um, you can get Liverpool the favourites for this one at seven to ten. The draws five to two, and Southampton are twenty nine to ten. It's quite funny, isn't it? Because Mane, Lalana. Oxford Chamberlain, Lovren, and Van Dyke could all conceivably start for Liverpool against their former club here. And Nathaniel Klein, obviously, whatever happens to him, they could even add him into the mix. It, it's it's crazy. Yeah, I've never really seen anything like this before. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, Southampton kept all their players. Who knows where they'd be? But uh, yeah, I think they're going to have a very tough game against Liverpool. But we just don't know, do we? That's the problem, isn't it? Against the big sides, you know Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp are going to be up for it. They're going to raise their game. They're going to perform well. It's against these sides that are further down the table, which they struggle. They really do struggle sometimes, and it makes it such a risk. Such a risk. And, uh, you know, you you can't... We, we can't be going tipping Liverpool with utmost confidence even though they're seven to ten you know which is relatively attractive i just don't trust them enough i really don't um and again the way they pretty much capitulated against spurs is another example of defensive naivety um and just lack of game management yeah agree um southampton their credit as well haven't actually lost in their last six games uh, which is better than I thought. But my tip here would probably be over 2.5 goals at 8-13. to 13. Liverpool have scored more goals than any other team in the league away from home with 32. And that's a rate of about 2.5 goals per game. Yeah, and you know, you imagine Southampton are going to have a job on uh, trying to keep you know the, the front three especially out. Uh, if, you, if you dig a bit deeper into Southampton's results in their last uh, six games, as Tom alluded to, they've played Fulham in the Cup, Watford, Tottenham, Watford again in the Cup, Brighton and West Brom. So they've played very, very, very kind teams. They've yeah. played all the fixtures you'd want. When you look at the previous results... Palace, United, Tottenham, Huddersfield, Chelsea, Leicester, Arsenal, Bournemouth, Man City, they didn't win any games in that period. Mm. So they they seem to really raise it against the uh, the lesser teams and they seem to be nowhere near the races when it comes to the better sides. Yeah, good little bit of insight there, Tom. Um, well, you know, try, I'll try my best. <laughs> so... Let's move on into the final game. That's Chelsea at home to West Bromwich Albion. Chelsea are two to seven. The draw eighteen to five, and West Brom are six to one outsiders. Is it going to be another horror show Monday night football for Chelsea? Because all is not well there at all. All is not well when I don't fancy the reigning champions against the team bottom of the table, four points adrift of nineteenth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no, sorry, I, I, I don't fancy Chelsea at all, and 
you know, we've spoke about Watford yeah. before, haven't we, with, with their tendencies, you know, new manager, 26 new players from 20 different nationalities come in, manager gets sacked, etc. Chelsea's the same. Yep. It's just more successful. Yeah, we said last week as well, speaking about Watford and Chelsea, um, we advised to completely avoid the game, which turned out to be some good advice because Chelsea were tempting odds, weren't they? they were, I think they were about 8-13, to 13, something like that. So probably suckered a lot of people in at that price, but you know, it's, you know they're under a cloud and anything can happen with Watford. So hopefully everyone took our advice to avoid that game. Yeah, and uh, West Brom, even though they um, lost at home to Southampton, who, by the way, the Saints were excellent that day. Um, West Brom have, have improved recently, and you know it's, it's not like they're, they're going to Chelsea and they haven't won in the last 10 games or anything like that. Like West Brom have competed, and they, they've done really well recently. So, uh, yeah, I'm very, very, very nervous for Chelsea um, on Monday night. Best advice, avoid. Yeah, best bets, no bet. Yeah, brilliant. Cool. Well, that wraps up the Premier League then for me. Shall we move on to the Championship? Yes, absolutely. Let's do so. Uh, Let's dive into the second tier. Right, I was just going to get my Captain Obvious hat on and get this one out of the way. Wolves should comfortably brush aside QPR. Uh, They're 3-10. So we'll probably be more interested in looking in the over 2.5 market, which is 5-6, to six, you saw what they did against Sheffield United last weekend. They absolutely brushed them aside. Neves, have you seen Neves' goal? I retweeted By it. The, oh it's my the biggest God, yeah, FIFA place shot right in the top yeah. corner. <laughs> but, and also, I just want to add, I only saw highlights. So correct me if I'm wrong, correct me if I'm getting a bit over the top. I think that was one of the best championship performances of all time. I honestly, I've watched extended highlights of that game, and Wolves play some just <laughs> disgustingly good football. <laughs> but I cannot believe that Forrest went there and won a few weeks ago. That seems inconceivable. Yeah, it does. It does. I don't know about. One of the best championship performances of all time. Yeah, honestly, but... <laughs> honestly, mate. I, I was watching some of the football. I've not seen a championship team do that. I, I was trying to rack my brain in my research. And this is going to sound very biased, but I think Forrest away at West Bromwich Albion uh, under Billy Davis, I think that's the closest I've seen. But Wolves was seven times better than that level. Unbelievable performance. Well, we, we know the players they've got. They could probably be placed in the Premier League now. We've said it before. Place them in the Prem now, they'd probably comfortably finish somewhere between 10th and 14th. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't think they'd go down. I, I'm very excited to see what they're going to do in the summer. Me too. I'm, f- I'm fully preparing to see Neymar in uh, black <laughs> and gold. Oh, my... I think if they can do what they've done in a championship and attract these players through agent length, I, I honestly, I'm excited and just incredibly intrigued yeah. to see what they're going to do in the summer. It could be, it could be crazy because let's think about it. The Premier League equivalent of getting Ruben Neves in 
the championship is like a Champions League quality player going to Wolves next year. That's yeah. the equivalent because he's the best player in that league by an absolute mile. And yeah, I, honestly, I don't want to get Wolves fans too excited, but uh, I think it could be really, really special. Yeah, I completely agree, mate. Um, any other champ games you like the look of this weekend? Honestly, I think it's a very, very dicey uh, championship this weekend. I don't know about yourself. Don't you don't fancy Forest home to Hull? No. How on earth can you fancy Forest? Are you sure? Yeah, home to Hull, six no, to five. No, yes. no, 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 no. I I'm not getting sucked into the fact we've signed players. Now we're good. No, uh, no. we were much better against Fulham performance wise. Against Preston, we were diabolical. Against Fulham, yeah, we looked much more solid, a much better team. Um, we've got that extra Premier League experience now, in especially in centre midfield. We lost, but Karanka had only had a few days to get to know the players. Now he's had an entire extra week to coach them, and we've got Ben Watson in as well on a two-and-a-half-year deal, which is a good signing. I think Forrest can do it. Hull oh, not a scary team to play. They're terrible. No, no, they they know where the back of the net is, though. Um, yeah, debatable under Adkins. Well, well, I'd, all they have to do is shoot on target because honestly, the Premier League experience didn't do Costello Pantilimon much uh, much help on Saturday. Absolute, absolute chocolate wrists. <laughs> I think lettuce hands. <laughs> yeah, lettuce hands. All those classic goalie terms. Um, <laughs> No, Forrest for me, I would... We've spoke about this before, where you have to wait for wait a few weeks before betting on a team. Uh, and I think we have to wait a few weeks and find out what this Forest team are going to be doing, because they're, they're far too unpredictable right now. Mm. Um, I think we, we should wait two more games and see where they're at. All right, Mr. Sensible. I'm backing the boys. Six to five. <laughs> yeah, but you know I make sense. We, we spoke about this. We, we always say this. You have to wait a few weeks. Don't get too excited. But uh, you've gone off and got too excited. Um, anyway, I'm, I actually just have banana skins and outsiders left Okay. Um, yeah. on my list. So my first banana skin is Fulham. So we just touched on the fact that they beat Forest um, on Saturday. Uh, Fulham attempting, if you want to be brave, they have one away defeat since the 2nd of December, a 3-1 loss away at Brentford. Since then, they've beaten Borough, Barnsley, Cardiff, to name but a few. Uh, but Bolton, they've got some new signings in. They're up to 20th. Remember how shocking they were at the start. Uh, they're three points clear of the drop and they're unbeaten in their last four. Fulham are priced at four to five, which is very tempting, but I would add a little bit of caution to that. Yep, I can see why. Bolton have really picked up recently. Um, it's not an easy place to go now. It's one of them where, oh, if you avoid it, you can see Fulham winning like two, three nil. They think, oh, bloody hell, why didn't I have it? But I do think you're yeah. right to to caution people about it. I do, I really do. What do you think to Paul Heckingbottom? New manager of Leeds. So um, he recently signed a new contract at Barnsley. But Leeds sacked Thomas Christiansen uh, over the weekend. And they announced Paul Heckingbottom 
as a new manager after they paid the release clause in his contract. Do you think Heckingbottom's a good appointment as manager? Do you think it was the right decision initially to sack Christiansen? Because they are in 10th place. They're not miles away from the playoffs. I mean, this all stems back to uh, allowing Monk to walk away and yeah. not tying Monk down and giving him what he wanted. Leeds have been, were in the best position they've been in in years. They should have thrown everything at him. Whatever he wanted, they should have rolled the red carpet out and uh, now look at them. They've gone from Monk to Heckingbottom. And I don't mean to disrespect him, but um, I don't see Heckingbottom taking him uh, to the Premier League. I see him just being a, a standard championship manager who you know, wins a couple, loses a couple, draws a few. Uh, enjoy it whilst it lasts anyway, Paul, because Leeds are going through uh, another period of turmoil. Um, And I really don't know what to think. They're away at Sheffield United, obviously a bit of a a Yorkshire derby there. I don't know. What's your take on it? Um, Not a bad manager. Like you say, he's not steady if unspectacular is how you describe Paul Heckingbottom, I think. Um, The results under Christiansen recently hadn't been good. They've not won in the last six league matches and there seems to be a major discipline problem at the club. They've had a player sent off in the last four games in a row, I think it is now. If you do fancy Leeds to get anything from the game at Sheffield United, on the double chance you can get them at 17-20, to 20, which obviously we're not going off any form here because Leeds are in no sort of form whatsoever, but going off the old uh, fabled new manager bounce... There could be a hecking bottom effect, and at seventeen to twenty for draw or Leeds win, I don't think is a bad price at all. No, no, I agree with that. We've spoke before, haven't we, about Sheffield United? Uh, we think they're just tailing off a bit, probably uh, plateauing a little bit where they yeah. where they should be. Um, so it's an easier place to go than it than it was in the first half of the season. So yeah, yeah, I uh, I can see that happening for sure. Uh, where do you think this leaves Barnsley? Uh, apparently, billionaire owners, are, um, managerless now, facing a Sheffield Wednesday team in turmoil. Yeah, I, I think they're going to struggle. I really do. It doesn't matter if they've got billionaire owners in because they can't bring any players in anymore between now and the end of the season. So, you can have all the money in the world. It's not going to make much difference now. Um, I don't think they're going to survive this season now I really don't they've been unfortunate to be honest Heckenbottom's done really well over the last few seasons they've had a lot of their best players picked off them from teams higher up in the championship so they're really starting to struggle and feel the effects of that because it's so hard to keep replacing these players with other quality players Um, they're just one point above Hull in 22nd and two points above Sunderland in 23rd and I do expect one of those two teams at least to to turn their fortunes around enough to get out of it and drag Barnsley in, to be honest. Yeah, because Barnsley have had some good players, haven't they? Sam they Winnell, yeah, uh, yeah. Connor Hurrihan, yeah. uh, Alfie Mawson. Mawson. You, can go back, you can go back to John Stones. Yeah, John Stones. Um, There's been plenty. Had, I mean, if they had all those players at the same time, my God, they'd be a playoff team. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, but uh, yeah, it's it is hard, and you know I, I don't want to offend any Barnsley fans, but 
they are quite a small club, and um, you know, the championship level is a good a good operating platform, I think, for them. And uh, you know, we'll see what happens with the rest of the season. Let's talk about Bristol City. Obviously, everyone knows about Bristol City's uh, exploits in the uh, Carabao Cup, and you know, they fought bravely, didn't they, against uh, Manchester City? They're priced at eleven to twenty, um, home to a rotten Sunderland team. Um, so you know they're they're heavy favourites, understandable. Um, but I just don't trust them. No, Bristol City no. have won one game in nine. Uh, however, they have played Wolves, Villa, Watford, Man City, Norwich, Derby, Man City again, QPR, that's the game they won, and Bolton. So it's not been an easy run for Bristol City, but uh, again, like Forest, I think we should wait a couple of weeks to uh, bet on them, especially at that price at this on, on this form. I think uh, that's a banana skin. Yeah. With the form they're on, you just can't trust them. Looking at the squads and how they performed generally this season, you definitely would say they should beat Sunderland. But at that price, we can't trust them enough to, to tip them, I don't think. I agree. Yeah, so uh, Bristol City, probably not good timing for them. Uh, quick word on the uh, second City derby. Always a big game. Uh, Villa, Birmingham at Villa Park. What do you think to this, Tom? We've uh, got some odds here from our friends at Quiff. Uh, Aston Villa four to seven, uh, the draw twenty three to ten, and Birmingham City four to one. Yeah, I think the odds are about right. Villa have won five on the spin now in the league. They've really started to push forward and uh, stake their claim for an automatic promotion spot. I think, despite Birmingham having a little upturn in fortunes recently, they're now out of the relegation zone. I think Villa are going to have too much for them um, in what is probably going to be a pretty dull game, to be honest. These derbies don't tend to be very interesting, especially when they're played at Villa Park. The last four head-to-heads have been 1-0 to Villa, 1-0 to Villa, 0-0 and 1-0 to Villa. Jesus, Ugh. just stay at home. For me, um, yeah, I think you, you can read into uh, Birmingham's last two victories, which is that upturn in fortune you were talking about. Those victories came against Sunderland. Absolutely. Pants. Anyone can beat, anyone can beat Sunderland at the moment. Um, and Sheffield Wednesday last week, and uh, they had two men sent off, and all hell broke loose at Hillsborough. So uh, <laughs> wouldn't read too much into uh, Birmingham's upturn in fortunes. I think Tom's right, Villa, to win. Cool. Right, League One then? League One, let's go. Kick us off, my friend. All right. So I am going to start, Captain Obvious, uh, Wigan Athletic. How can you not? Um, they are 11-20 to 20 away at Southend United on Saturday. Their last away defeat was the 23rd of September. Yeah. Uh, which was a defeat at Peterborough. And if you remember, Peterborough started the season, I think they won maybe seven in a row, uh, something like that. Yeah, five or six in a row, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, I think it was in that patch. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they, they lost that, but they haven't lost away uh, since the 23rd of September. Uh, Southend is not an easy place to go. 
Um, I honestly do think that Wigan, uh, priced at 11 to 20, will have too much for them and will continue their canter towards the championship. Uh, yeah, we spoke about this off air, didn't we? It's one that I personally would have down as a both teams to score at 20 to 21, which I think is really nicely priced. The only bit that worries me about this fixture is the Chris Powell effect. <laughs> oh, man, I love Chris Powell. And I, I hate the fact that I've gone against him. But we love the fact that he's uh, started to turn South End's fortunes around. In the two games he's taken charge of them, he's won them both. So that's the only thing that would be dissuading me from backing Wigan this weekend. Yeah, I understand. But uh, last week we took a cautious approach uh, to Wigan at home against Gillingham, who were probably the second best team in the form table. Yeah. Uh, and Wigan didn't even blink. I think it was 2-0, pretty standard victory. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty hot on uh, on Wigan again this weekend. Yeah. No, OK, fair enough. It wouldn't surprise me if they did win, but just uh, an, an, a caution there. For me, I think Blackburn are definitely going to beat Oldham at home this weekend. Uh, they're priced at 1-2. to two. Blackburn did actually lose for the first time in a long time uh, last weekend when they played away at Plymouth. Plymouth on good form themselves. Um, Oldham have also got a wretched record playing at Ewood Park. Uh, the last few times they've played there, they've actually lost 2-0, 1-0, 2-0, 2-0. So not very good. Um, they don't have a good away record as it is anyway. Um, and then when you factor in how poor they are, I don't think it's going to go well for them. Again, a team that I had wrote down here um, that I definitely think would bring home the bacon. Um, okay, so I'm going to alert the profit chasers to another banana skin. Uh, <laughs> I really think that I'm uh, being captain negative uh, this weekend <laughs> and uh, this warning weekend. people away. I feel like it's Mario Kart. There's that many banana skins, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm looking at Bradford. Okay, oh, and God. you know exactly what I'm going to say, Tom. Bradford, their price at 39 to 50. The draw is 19 to 8, and uh, Berry are 14 to 5. So yeah, I can imagine you, you know, uh, opening the League One table ahead of placing your bets. You see Bradford in sixth. And you see Berry in 24th. Why on earth would you not bet on Bradford? Uh, I will tell you why. Bradford have lost six straight. That's not no wins in, you know, six games, a couple of draws. It's six straight defeats. Uh, they are bottom of the form table at the moment in League One. Huge, huge red flag for me. Um so, Berry, uh, unbeaten in the last three, uh, they've won two and drawn one, including a win on Tuesday night against Wimbledon. Bradford are just simply not worth it. No, completely agree. And check out Berry winning again the Ryan Lowe effect. Talk about Chris Powell having an effect. Check out Ryan Lowe. Um, hard selling everybody how Berry could make the great escape last week on the podcast, but you never know. Just saying, just saying. <laughs> Just, just saying, it may well happen, it may not, but uh, we always love a relegation team that goes on a bit of a run because you get fantastic odds, uh, and if you can capitalise on it, it's, it's wonderful. So uh, I hope they do go on a bit of a run, to be honest, and we can uh, 
make the profit chasers some cash. Yep, I completely agree. I've got one final loose tip for, for League One this weekend. That's Gillingham at home to Peterborough at 8-5. to five. Peterborough have lost the last three games. A pretty, pretty streaky, inconsistent side recently. They either seem to be really good or really poor. Um, no wins in the last three games for Peterborough. Gillingham, on the other hand, did lose to Wigan last weekend. But other than that, they've been flying up the league in recent times. Uh, prior to that loss, they won four straight games on the spin. They've got a good record at home as well. Just one defeat in the last 10 home games. So I do fancy them at, at good good odds to beat a Peterborough side who are out of form. Uh, but I'll say that's a loose tip because you never know what Peterborough side is going to turn up on the day. Yeah, true. Uh, Gillingham's great form kind of came, came to an end, as we said, at the DW. But uh, yeah, definitely would rather go for the home team than the away on that one. League one over. League one over. Let's move on. League two. Kick us off, Tom. So I'm going to go for Newport County to kick us off. They're at home to Forest Green Rovers. Uh, they're four to five to get the win on this one. Newport have lost their last two games, both away, but their home form has generally been a lot, lot better. Uh, in the last eight, they've won four and drawn four. On the other hand, Forest Green are absolutely pants on the road. They've lost their last seven away games in a row, um, and I don't see them posing a threat to a Newport side who, as I say, tend to do much better at home than they do away. Yes, um <sighs> We went for a stage, didn't we, of uh, capitalising on Forest Green's brilliance. Now it's time to capitalise on their flaws. Uh, I, I totally agree with that one. You've took one straight off my list. Um, one that I'm going to tip is Crawley Town. And Crawley Town are at home to Grimsby Town. Crawley, in my opinion, are probably the best value team in the whole of the football league uh, this weekend. Yep. Uh, they're priced at twenty three to twenty, which is a fantastic price. Completely agree. Um, seven wins in their last nine. Grimsby's last win, ninth for December. Eleven games without a win and one away goal since the ninth for December. So off form, particularly away from home, scored one in two months away from home and they're going to a Crawley team that's won seven of the last nine 23 to 20 it, it's heavenly odds it really is yeah completely agree you've literally just rattled off everything that I wrote down in my notes for that one um, Crawley have won six of the last seven home league games that's the only thing that I'd add to that but that further backs up why you should be going for Crawley this weekend and probably look into minus five on the handicap as well <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's looking like it should be straightforward, but, you know, we've been here before and it's not worked out, but hopefully on Saturday it does. Um, yeah, Crawley are very, very highly tipped this weekend by myself. Yeah, me too. Uh, just one more for me in League 2, actually. It's pretty slim pickings this weekend. Uh, that's Exeter Wickham as of both teams to score at 8-13. to 13. Both these teams love scoring goals, uh, Wickham especially. Exeter generally have a very good home record, one of the better ones in the league. They don't have any problems scoring at home. Wickham don't have any problems scoring anywhere they play. 
but they do also let in a lot of goals to go with that as well. Um, I think this will definitely be a both teams to score. I think that is the most obvious result <laughs> probably of uh, in League Two. I think yeah, these two they love a goal at both ends. So yeah, fancy that. Uh, quick word on Notts County. Um, I did have them down as a maybe uh, before they went and lost eight uh, one. Quick word on them: they're away at Barnet this weekend. Don't trust them. Agreed. Not not the best uh, away from home. At home, it's a different story. And um, I think that eight one is going to go one or two ways. I think they're either going to bounce back and then they're going to bounce back, bounce back strong, or it's going to affect them and they're going to go under. Yeah. Uh, so this will be a big test for Nolan and his team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're priced at ten to eleven if you do fancy him, uh, but coming off an eight one. Yeah. So it's not, <laughs> not easy to fancy someone after they just lost 8-1 it's not and Barnet are basement boys they're bottom of the entire football league um, but you know it's not going to be an easy ride for Notts County they're going to be kicked They're going. Barnet are going to scrap especially with Graham Wesley in charge they're going to be lumping it up they're going to be physical and it's it's not the nice kind of reintroduction to league football which you might want after a 8-1 hammering <laughs> It's going to be pretty rough. Uh, so, <laughs> so if you're a Notts County player, your week could just be about to get worse. Um, but anyway, I think that wraps up uh, the Football League for myself. Yep, and for me too. So let's recap last week's Bombproof Trebles. First, we'll start with my Bombproof Treble. I had Fulham. They beat Forest. 2-0 at home in what was a comfortable victory. You little backstabber. <laughs> he also had Villa and they won 3-2 at home to Burton Albion. However, playoff chasing Coventry went down 2-1 inexplicably away at Forest Green Rovers to Costa Bonproof treble. Yeah, that's really poor from Coventry. So, so poor. So poor. I was... Yeah, I was beside myself. I, I said that I thought it was probably the better the weekend. And uh, yeah, yeah I, I was very, very, very surprised to see that result. But uh, yeah, on to, the, on to the next one, I suppose. Yeah, uh, on to my one for last weekend. I had uh, a thriller with Wickham coming from two goals down, scoring two in the 90th minutes to beat Carlisle 4-3. He had Mansfield Town. There was a very comfortable 3-1 home win over Barnet. And Rochdale picked the worst time possible to get their first away league win of the season. They beat Northampton 1-0. That is just absolutely rotten, stinking luck. It's, it's like the fourth or the fifth week in a row now of being cost by one team. Yeah, and uh, of all the teams on your treble... That I thought would let you down. Northampton were the last. I know. They won three in a row. Then they'd drawn away at Blackburn. So you're thinking, yeah, this team is really turning themselves around. Should beat Rochdale at home, but nope. Rochdale just deciding to uh, dampen the parade with their first away win. Yep. Anyway, on to uh, profit, hopefully, this weekend. So shall we introduce the bombproof trebles? Absolutely. So, this is the world-famous part of the show, the Bomb Proof Trebles, sponsored by Quiff. 
the home of supercharged sports betting. Uh, this is the part of the show where we're going to put all of our research uh, into two bomb-proof trebles, uh, which you guys can back and hopefully return you some profit. Uh, Tom, you can go first this week with yours. Uh, what have you got for us? So, I've got a podcast first this weekend. It's a birth- oh, it's a birthday, oh, birthday edition. Yeah. So, I'm going to go with a, a both teams to score bomb-proof treble. So we're going to go for Everton against Palace, both teams to score, and that's 17 to 20. Southend and Wigan, both teams to score, at 20 to 21. And Exeter Wickham, both teams to score, at 8 to 13. £10 on, pays £59 back. But remember, that 5 to 1 could easily be quiffed way up into the stratosphere. Absolutely. That's the best thing about betting with Quiff, guys, is uh, obviously now the bomb-proof trebles, what you're looking at is a minimum return. That's right. That's a that's a basement. That's the bottom line, what you'll get. Uh, who knows what it could be quiffed to. Uh, but yeah, definitely, Tom. A bomb-proof first. Uh, just as we approach our first birthday, Tom <laughs> responds with the first uh, both teams to score treble. Definitely see all of those three coming in, it has to be said. Um, So I'm going to respond with one of my own. So I'm going to start off in the Premier League. Uh, I'm going to have Swansea City to be Burnley. They're priced at 13 to 10. Uh, I'm going to go for Wigan Athletic. They're away at Southend. They're 11 to 20. And I'm going to finish it off with Crawley Town, who are at home to Grimsby Town. They're priced at 23 to 20. And £10 on pays, remember, a minimum of 76.60. Who knows what that could be quiffed to? Spot on. Obviously, the only one that I had my doubts about is Wigan, but they, they, they should win. They should easily win. They've got the best away record in the league. Uh, they're the best team yeah, we, in the league. By my yeah, <laughs> so fingers crossed, obviously. Uh, I think the value comes from... Uh, the great odds that we're getting there on uh, on Crawley as well, and uh, yeah, and Swansea are good odds as well. Swansea, yeah. So uh, fingers crossed, both of those come in. It would be great to celebrate the birthday with a uh, with a double victory. Certainly would. Right. So fantasy. Okay, guys, let's talk about fantasy football. If we must. Yes, we um, must. <laughs> so, for those of you who haven't listened to the show before. Uh, on the side, we host a very, it started off as friendly, <laughs> a friendly <laughs> um, fancy football. Uh, I think there's there's 51 teams in it now. Yeah. Um, and actually the winner, who we've given a shout out for, for probably the last three weeks, now McNally finally tweeted us. Like three months. Three months. <laughs> three, he's still listening to the show every week, which is just fantastic. Um, and he didn't have the best week, but he's still top um, 1,540 points, uh, which is a comfortable 27 ahead of Daniel Atkinson. So thanks for getting in touch, Niall. Yeah, just the 39 points this week for Niall. So if you want any tips, mate, just, you know I am. Just, I'll give you some. What did you get? What, 59? I had... Up until uh, the Monday night game was played, and I texted you this, I had the highest points of everybody in the entire league. 
Well, you're still 45th. Yeah, that's besides the point. <laughs> you're, st- you're still 45th out of 51. But how many points am I behind 44th? Four. Exactly. <laughs> it's still terrible. It's still really bad. <laughs> I'm climbing the league, mate. I'm, I'm going places. Mm, okay. I honestly hope you finish in the bottom ten because that then you then we're going to relegate you and you're not going to be able to play next season. I won't give you the code. Um, I I did. I had a poor week. Uh, twenty nine points for me, but you know it doesn't really matter when you sat in twenty uh, ninth. Just you know, chilling. But we'll see what next week yeah. brings because I've had about four good weeks in a row now. So. Confidence is yeah, high. Yeah, you can say that again. You never wanted to talk about fantasy football. <laughs> and then we're, we're setting the show up. All right, so what should we do this week? Oh, yeah, well, let's talk about fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you're still terrible. Um, so, yeah, guys, if you want to join in with fantasy football, uh, Tom always puts the league code in the podcast description on iTunes. Um, and if you want to tweet us and... Uh, get it from our Twitter account, then we'll uh, gladly reply, which moves me on nicely to staying in touch after the show. Uh, So the best thing you can do for us, guys, is rate us on iTunes. Um, So if you've really enjoyed the show, please take two minutes of your time and give us a rating on iTunes. It's the best thing you can do for us if we've given you an hour worth of entertainment. Um, If you want to stay in touch, you can tweet us. Uh, the best way to get in touch is Twitter. T underscore FB podcast is our handle. We're on Facebook as well. www.facebook.com slash podcast. Uh, and you can email us as well if you uh, if you want to get in touch that way. Uh, podcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. If you also want to continue to support the podcast, uh, we've got links to download the Quiff app. Um, in the description of the podcast and on our social media so please if you download the app you can go through the links and support the podcast even further yeah absolutely some incredible incentives uh, to bet with Quiff and uh, yeah we have a unique code so hit us up and uh, yeah support the podcast and and we'll continue to bring you even better content absolutely so I think that's all from me Uh, just One more heartfelt thank you for everybody who's listened over the last year, uh, who's got the podcast to where it is today. You know, without you all listening, we wouldn't be able to to do this kind of thing. It started off as a hobby, but now we really think it could go places. So we're excited for the next year ahead now. Yeah, absolutely. I think the the first show racked in an astronomical 22 listeners. (laughs) We've come a long way since... Um, so thank you again from from myself uh, really appreciate everything and uh, yeah we've had a few tweets of people enjoying the show recently and that's always uh, bringing a smile to our face so thank yeah. you for that as well yeah thank you very much guys and uh, good luck for all the bets for the weekend do let us know on social media if, if you have placed a bet and you have been quiffed as well so we'd love to see who gets the highest quiff oh yeah, I would absolutely love to see that. If someone has a bomb-proof treble boosted up to you know a thousand to one or something like that, then that would be insane. Absolutely, and that'd be incredible, bloody incredible. So yeah, cheers, guys. Thanks again for listening, and best of luck for the bets for the weekend.
Thanks, guys. All the best. Enjoy your weekend.